Hey everybody, this is Father Matt. I want to apologize for the terrible audio quality of the homily when I, it was initially published. Um, having some technical difficulties and promise that won't happen again. Uh, so I've re-recorded the homily for today, April 16th, 2020. In our gospel today, the risen Christ stands in the midst of the apostles and says, Peace be with you. Christ is the Prince of Peace. He comes to offer us peace, but as he tells us uh, in John 14, 27, the peace he offers is not peace as the world gives, uh, gives it. So the question is, all right, what is the peace Christ offers us, and how is it different from what the world, the peace the world offers? Maybe a good place to start is to just say, what, what is the peace that the world offers us? And as a history buff, you know, my mind kind of went to the Pax Romana, which is Latin for Roman peace. It refers to a 200-year period of relative peace in the Roman Empire, uh, beginning in 27 BC with the reign of Caesar Augustus until 180 AD at the end of the reign of Marcus Aurelius. Now, I, I say uh, it was a 200-year period of peace. There were smaller conflicts in there. Uh, for instance, probably the one that most will come to our minds is the Jewish War from 66 AD um, when, when Israel rebelled against Rome. Uh, there was a Jewish revolt. It ended, of course, with the Roman general Titus besieging the city of Jerusalem and not leaving one stone left upon another. But that's a good example to show us what uh, is unique about the peace the world offers us. The Pax Romana was based on a set of external circumstances. It was based on Rome being strong enough to crush any potential enemies. You see, the world offers peace that is contingent on external circumstances. If I am financially secure, I'll be at peace. But of course, that can always change. If I'm healthy, I'll be at peace. But that can always change. If I'm honored and respected, if I have prestige, fame, notoriety, fill in the blank. If we have these external circumstances, yeah, there is a sense in which we'll be at peace. But that can always change. And it's not going to be this complete peace, right? We'll, we'll talk more about that in a minute. By contrast, the peace Christ offers us is independent of external circumstances, and instead depends on the state uh, of our interior life, of our soul. So the peace the world offers us depends on external circumstances. The peace Christ offers us depends on internal circumstances, on uh, whether our soul is in communion with God, whether our soul is dependent and totally entrusting ourselves to God. What exactly is this peace Christ offers us? Well, in our gospel, Jesus says, peace be with you. The disciples are terrified and Christ follows that up with, why are you troubled and why do questions arise in your hearts? You know, Christ's peace is something that quiets our troubled and, and fearful hearts. How so? Well, we, we get a hint of this in our gospel too. When Christ instructs his disciples, he opens their minds to understand the scriptures and basically he's instructing them um, to see how God's providence was at work in Good Friday. Good Friday, which for the disciples must have seemed to be the greatest of disasters. Christ showed them how God, this was part of God's plan from all eternity, that God had been 
preparing his people for it, had prophesied about it, uh, how God brought good out of it, uh, an incredible amount of good. Really, what this shows us is if we want the peace of Christ, then we must see, we must learn to see God's providence in our life. Not only that, entrust ourselves with confidence to our Savior, to the loving providence of God. Providence refers to God's all-wise plan for the universe, to the reality that God in his providence watches over and governs all the things that he made, that nothing escapes his will. Of course, the question then is, if God is all good and all powerful, why is there evil in the world? The answer is that in his providence, he allows evil and suffering to occur. He doesn't will it, he permits it. He permits evil and suffering to occur only because he will make use of it to bring some greater good out of it. Many of the saints use an analogy. God makes use of suffering like a doctor makes use of a scalpel. When the doctor uses the scalpel to make an incision, technically, the doctor is wounding us. But it is a wound that is supposed to heal us. Now, even the very best doctors are still human and can make mistakes. But God is God. He doesn't make mistakes. And he will remove with the scalpel of suffering whatever is an obstacle to us becoming the saints he created us to be. Now, this requires trust on our part, and we have free will. The the choice is ours. We can either choose to entrust ourselves to God's providence, or we can choose to cling to our fear and anxiety to our troubled and fearful hearts. We need to pray for the grace to see that God will bring good even out of tragedies and sufferings. We ought to daily ask for the grace to entrust ourselves to God's providential plan to daily ask for the grace to trust that all things work for the good for those who love God. For then, and only then, will we experience the peace the world cannot give, but the peace that Christ offers us.